0: All right, what's going on? The 34th installment of the Unplugged Alpha. Today's show is the top ways men get exploited. And I'm joined by uh, some of the men from the 1% community. Uh, some of these guys are familiar. I'll go through again. We got Fifty Shades of Green, got Moth over that way, Renegade Wingman, Josh, and Jaron Scott. Hang on. Get the damn audio playing on the other screen over here. We'll get this down. <laughs> All what right. um, I think we might have one or two more join in as we're doing this live. And uh, if you guys are just um, piling in, just do me a solid hit the like button just for the algorithms. And if you're watching this somewhere else on the internets, uh, Facebook, Twatters, Twitch, click that link and come on over to YouTube. About halfway through the show, I'm going to drop a join link for live Q&A. So if you guys have questions, you can hop in and talk to us on the panel live and ask your question, and that'll only be penned over on YouTube. Um, All right, so let's get started, because we want to talk about how guys uh, can get exploited today, and quite badly, and the first thing we have on the list that we're going to talk about is marriage. So, who's all been married here? I know Jaron's been married. Fifty Shades, too? Yeah, I was down for 13 years. 13, yeah. Josh and Moff, you guys never got there, right?
1: I got the sales pitch many a time, but I just never quite, you know, bought into it. So
2: <laughs> why were you I'm supposed to be engaged right now? But uh, thank think that didn't happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, like your thing started a year ago. So that's been an interesting journey. So why did you guys turn turn down man- marriage? Because, Josh, I mean, you ended up saying that, you know, you had the proposal a few times come up.
1: Uh, Well, it just was one of those things where you we know, looked at it objectively and honestly, like saw no real upside to it it's like okay I've got for I'm promising to forego exercising all these other options out here um, and there's a huge amount of liability and so I don't know kind of having seen a lot of my friends go through the divorce machines like pretty early on mm-hmm. that to me was just kind of like a little bit of a signal of like okay if I want to go down this pathway and get married like why what is my actual upside? Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, currently, as a guy, I just really don't really see that much upside, unless it's really all about right that transfer of, of assets. But there's ways that you can do that um, with like a trust or or a will these days. So yeah. I don't, you know, see the need to get the government involved in my personal affairs.
0: What about you, Muff? Why didn't you guys ever get there?
2: Well, it ended before we got to that point. I've I've always been long on marriage. I mean, I used to even say when I was with my previous LTR, like. I used to tell people I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to get married, but I probably still will. Mm -hmm. That was like my blue pill thing. Um, And so but I mean, you know, even finding this stuff and and even understanding now more so the dangers and the risks of family court system and everything like that. uh, I have yet to be I've yet to hear a compelling argument from anyone about what you can do in a marriage that you can't do outside of it. Uh, besides maybe some some tax breaks and uh, not having not being forced or compelled to testify against a spouse. But hopefully, knock on wood, I'm never going to be in a position like that. But mm. uh, yeah, I, I've always been sort of long on it, and now even more so after being you know unplugged, even kind of doubling and
0: tripling down on that. Would you ever get married, Moth?
2: I, I can't see a situation where I would. Um, I'm pretty open about that. I mean, again, I'd have to have a very argument or some things would have to drastically change in the next 10 to 15 years with when it comes to family court. And family law, I don't think that's going to happen in anyone's lifetime on this panel, though. Yeah. Um, so so I don't really see a, a reason to do so. Um, I would say very, very unlikely.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to the married guys here, how do how do guys get exploited in uh, marriage? Or to the, I, I, to the previously married guys, sorry. That, I, should clarify that. I think it's a it's a lot of plugged-in narrative when you're,
3: you know, guys in their late 20s are constantly been told you're a failure if you're not looking to settle down and wife a chick up. Whereas, you know, if, if a guy's pursuing a career and he's not wifing a chick up, he's going to be told by been plugged in and by everything that he needs this to complete his life. Whereas if you're a career woman, oh, you go, girl. You'd be a career girl. Mm-hmm. But you know, on the other hand, you, you you gotta you gotta complete your life, and 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 that's all part of being plugged in. It's like you'll get these young men wandering around, and they'll be having the time of their lives, and they'll get whispered in their ear from other family members, like oh, you need to do this now, you need to do that now, mm-hmm. and they'll you know
0: they'll go yeah, ahead. I got will lot why- that too. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jern? Did you get any of that?
4: Yeah, in my. In my case, it wasn't the family pressure to me so much. It's more that um, I'm a product of divorce raised uh, by a single mom. So I call myself son of a single mom, oldest son of a single mom, which means you're the surrogate husband that mm. you essentially take over the fatherhood responsibilities in the family. So I never really had my own childhood and I always wanted to be able to give that to my own kids. I wanted to have like a real family and to exacerbate things. I at the, about at the age of eight or so, I went to live with my grandparents who were very old school. Um, German immigrants came like forties, fifties timeframe when all the world is crazy back the last time it was crazy. It's getting crazy again. Um, and they're still married. They've been married for 70 some odd years. Yeah, they've been married for 70 years. In fact, I was with them this last weekend before I came back to Mexico and, um, it's at the point where as a kid, I always thought like, okay, this is ideal. Like they, they showed me a model of what a good, healthy, happy family could look like, whereas my parents did not. So I kind of had both options. I was like, well, I want to go this route. However, that is an old recipe that doesn't work in the modern world to the point where when I saw them this weekend, they both told me like, yeah, if you want to have kids, that's fine, but you don't have to get married anymore. I'm like, okay, so even, even hundred, almost hundred year old people are starting to get it, um, that it, mm-hmm. it's just not the right time and place for that anymore.
0: Yeah. Like the, I, I'm kind of in the same, you know, space as uh, Josh and what Fifty Shades was talking about. It's like there's there's not a lot of advantages to a guy to getting married. It's it's mostly risk and mostly downside, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately, you know, it's, you know, sort of like a tag onto that because we've all heard the fucking Disney stories growing up. You watch the sitcom TVs with the happy families and the Cosbys and the Tim Taylors and the blah blah blah, blah sort of thing. And it's like, okay, well, that's just TV and that's media and stuff. But in real life, after you talk to a few guys that get divorced, it's like, holy shit. Like, is it really that bad? And then you experience it yourself and you're like, hmm, it is that bad. That's that's kind of interesting, right? So it's like, what is the advantage to getting married today for men? Like, is there anything that exists?
1: Uh, I mean, like the like i'm not opposed to the idea of it right like having a union with a long-term partner and being able to combine families and everything but the problem well, i mean is like right. a
0: marriage is is basically inviting right. the church and the state into your right. life yeah so, and
1: once you start intertwining those things that's why i think you know things really get kind of um
0: and i mean like more, you don't really even have to problems. get married to invite the state into your life because if you live with right. a woman in a common law state right the, the government basically looks at you like marriage so if Seven years down the road, even if you don't have kids or if you have kids, you still have to deal with everything that you acquire together, living as, you know, what the state like when I say stay away from marriage, I also mean stay away from anything that the government looks at like marriage. So like common law, you know, for example.
1: Well, I mean I again, think, if... oh, go
0: for uh, it. I, I, the I
4: think I think historically um, marriage served a purpose back when people were like a little more religious and we didn't have the global sexualized marketplace where really like even when I was in high school my first girlfriend was my girlfriend because my last name is Scott and her last name started the letter really close to it mm. and we just got sat next to each other in alphabetical order but outside of that intimate social group we didn't really have access to anyone else so it even then it still kind of made sense but I think back in the day really the history of it was just it was like a public pledge in front of God and your community and this and that That like Okay, these two were coming together to have kids and to procreate mm-hmm. and to continue the community values But again, I think that's an outdated model Whereas if you want to have kids you can still do it But There's really no reason to get married anymore And I always make the point too I'm in latin america where they do the civil wedding and the religious wedding and no one ever cares about the civil wedding It's always the religious wedding. That's actually important to them. So mm-hmm. keep, keep that in mind, too Yeah, there's a
0: there's a really good book by Stephanie Coons called the history of marriage and and going back throughout history What she did was she went through court records And personal diaries was like the most accurate source of the information that 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 she used to put the book together And it wasn't so much about like love or any of those things. It was about the acquisition of in-laws It was like at a time where you didn't have law enforcement. You didn't have schooling. You didn't have hospitals and you would benefit from blending your life and your family with that of a woman and her family. You know, land might come into the equation, a bunch of sheep and cattle and chickens and shit like that, farm equipment. But, you know, if you needed medical assistance, you would basically go to the family. If you needed schooling, the family. If you needed childcare, the family sort of thing. So, you know, like the acquisition of in-laws was a huge benefit back in those days. Right. But I mean, you know, today we live in a world where women walk around with this preconceived notion that they don't need no man and a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle sort of thing. Right. Well, Well, it's still
2: a lot of places in the East, too. I mean, Eastern. I mean, and that's what it's always been about. That's why the divorce rate is so low is because it's about, you know, the the idea of a romantic love and two people in holy matrimony is is a very Western concept. Um, You know, marriage still marriage traditionally has been about sharing assets, community, family, the joining of people to uh, be able to help and support one another. And that's still common in some places, but certainly not here in the West.
1: And yeah, it's a very recent, if you look at the history of it, right, a very recent idea and notion that's, you know, become kind of highly corporatized. So or even as a younger kid, you know, always like was interested in, you know, following the trail of money, right, as they say, and like seeing where it leads. And I mean, one of the ways in which, you know, people get exploited is just Look at the weddings themselves, right? They cost an incredible amount. You can literally call up one venue and say, hey, I'm having a party with 300 people. It's a birthday party. Okay, great, here's one price. Oh, it's that same venue, that exact same day, same number of people. Oh, it's a wedding? Magically, it's four times the cost, right? <laughs> so already you're getting exploited off the bat before you've even like signed the paperwork. I wouldn't
4: be surprised if at some point western society goes back to like the harem type thing at more of a mainstream level or like most most of the guys in the know like we already do like the mltr type thing i think Mm -hmm. that's going to become more and more mainstream especially as we hit our next financial crisis in the middle the problem with that it's carved out
0: yeah i mean the problem with that is that when you run into situations where there's highly successful wealthy men that that don't uh get into a monogamous relationship is all of the guys that don't end up with women end up causing some serious problems for society. I'm not saying, you know, it's good or bad either way. I mean, like, do whatever the hell you want. You know, you, you guys do what suits you. That's what the concept and <coughs> mental point of origin boils down to is what is it that serves you? I mean, if you want to have children with three different women, then, you know, you take care of them in three different homes and run some girlfriends, you can do that, right? I mean, you want to be monogamous, do whatever you want, right? As long as it's a choice. But at the end of the day, guys, it's like, there really isn't any advantage whatsoever to a guy inviting the government into his life to decide what happens with his wealth, with access to kids that he fathers. Um, I mean, you go to the uh, Forbes list of the richest people in the world, I think the top, whatever, 100 billionaires, and there's a few women you know, like in that list, and all of the women in that list that ended up in that category acquired their wealth, how? By divorce, right? And inherited. Yeah. The,
2: top richest, the top 10 richest women in the world all acquire their wealth through divorce
0: or inheritance. So it's like, you know, what is the advantage to a guy to live in a way that the government views as a marriage, whether you take vows or you live together common law without some kind of protective mechanism in, in place, a piece of paper, a prenup, a prenup whatever that happens to work where you live. It just just doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you want to have kids, have kids, but at least be uh, precise about how you structure that in your life. I mean, I was talking to Fifty Shades before we went live about cars, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'll spend 12 to 18 months researching a car before I buy it. Men don't even spend that amount of time vetting a woman, you know, for mother stock. Not even close, right? You know we'll want to figure out how many liters is a trunk hold how big is a gas tank how many miles per gallon what kind of headroom do we get in there does the sunroof tilt up and go back does it just tilt up like all these things guys will spend hours and days trying to figure out to make sure they get the best one but the first girl that touches his peepee he'll go and put a baby in her and you know screw up his life seven to ten years down the road well the, the thing I, I always say the easiest thing for me the. the,
2: the easiest the most simple way to understand is if you're going to jump out of a plane and i handed you a parachute that only had a 50 chance of opening would you still jump
4: and oh. even if it does open mm. it's not going to give you a soft landing
3: yeah and rich what you, said, that part. What, what you said uh, on your opening statement was guys getting exploited by marriage right. and this is one of my theories you know about being plugged in they're sold this idea of marriage if if it was you know before mass media and you had open eyes what you know your eyes were wide open going into it about what it was for what the purpose was but this whole disneyfication corporatization Mm -hmm. commercialization of everything is selling young men and young women out there this absolute nonsensical notion and it's all to suck money out of you Mm -hmm. and and that's it like we're not per se against marriage we're just like you know, have your eyes wide open and know what you're going into here. And it's not going to be like a Disney channel and it's not going to be like a Matthew McConaughey rom-com. Okay. Get over that. It's going to be more like, um, rabbit in your pot and your bank account empty. Just, yeah. just, just 50 sad, 50.
4: The sad reality is a lot of guys do want to get married. I, I know yeah. most younger guys that call into like Moff and I show or guys that reach out to me for coaching, consulting, um, when I was young, I always in. wanted to get married. All, yeah. Like, first girlfriend in high school. The goal was to go to college and get married. Like, I yeah. wanted kids. I, I still want kids, but you don't have to be married to do that. And a lot of guys are plugged in. Like, we have retards in the comments right now, just literally putting out Disney Lies. I don't know what they're doing watching, watching stuff like this, but, hey, you know, some people like to live in misery, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just like, you know, when you think about it, it's, you know, you got the financial risk. You got the risk of not even being able to raise your own children, right? Yeah, then you run into the other problems that, you know, ties in with marriage that most guys don't even contemplate, like 99.9% of men don't contemplate the fact that they're going to have to go through resisting the betatization through a thousand concessions process. All guys will, will end up going through the process. They'll all get ties to some, to some mm-hmm. degree. just how much, like how badly do they resist it, basically. There's a <laughs> lot of things.
1: And the Paul. tough part is is that, you know, Howdy, we have Paul. that. Well, what's up, Paul? the what up well yeah the the, the tough part really about that is right is again like it's going back to Jaron's earlier point right where even the older generations right they're starting to see and realize right that the world in which right that idea and construct could be supported by that notion Mm -hmm. no longer exists anymore so again if you're taking an idea that's designed for a certain set of conditions and you find yourself in an environment that no longer has those type of conditions you have to, as they say, right, adapt and, and change with the times.
0: Yeah, one of the things that I've that I've heard um, said a, a few times before is um, the way that a marriage contract, you know, essentially works. I mean, if you were to take the, you know, the love and the sex and the kids out of the equation, all sort of thing, and just call it like an agreement that two parties have to sign, sort of thing. If you were to apply that agreement to a business partnership, the the guy that's taken on the role that's um, benefiting from the female part of the contract would basically be told to go fuck himself, right? Like, like you'd punch mm-hmm. him in the face if he showed up with a contract that was that one-sided. But guys don't understand that it, it is that one-sided until they go through the machine and they get divorced and they're like, oh, now I've experienced that, now I know what it's really like, and now I know why men post-divorce commit suicide at rates 10 times higher than women, right? And they start to like, okay, now I'm unplugging. Paul, you used to be married.
5: Yeah, it was fun. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You're going to do it again? <laughs> oh yeah. Probably not. You're yeah. going to rush right into that or what? What's your well, take on, yeah. on how guys get exploited by marriage?
5: Well, it's, it's social conditioning. And this is a big thing that I'm dealing with. Well, we all in some way, shape or form are dealing with, with guys. And I even had it presented in um, some, you know, some stuff with uh, training, even, you know, dealing with uh, tech, how to interview people and, uh, things like that in military, right? Like stuff like that, and um, it's just like you, re- you The idea is that everyone is programmed. Like your free will is not as free as you think that it is. Right. You know, you and, start and... off. Yeah, and so you start off as a kid being, you know, susceptible to programming because you're not emotionally or mentally mature yet, and so it's usually caretakers in your social circles when you when you as you grow up they instill morals, values, ideas, beliefs, and ways of looking at the world, you respond to stimulus and things that happen. And then you find yourself as an adult trying to make the decisions that you think are going to get you happiness and get you what you want. But the problem is all of that stuff is programming by somebody else's standards. And that standard may or may not serve you, right? Like the, the marriage paradigm served, a society a group of churches tax you know a tax system and things like that and now actually a system of divorce and remarry um and single moms and all the stuff you see now really serves consumerism in a lot of ways as well and so when you just look at there's a lot of self-interest and self-interested parties that impart these ideas and people have to latch on to these ideas because most people can't lead themselves right most people are yeah right so that's that's the scariest thing to be able to do is to challenge this programming and to realize that everything you've been told and everything you've been taught everything that you believe is true is potentially not true that's very scary for a lot of people. It's what mm-hmm. you know, we've you talked about it, rich, I, I've talked about it before too. the safe world theory, mm-hmm. you know, they have to believe in something and certain things in order to feel safe to operate in the world. And you break apart some of this programming and say, Well, you know, let's challenge this idea of marriage. For a minute, there's people out there who can't have that conversation with you, like an adult, they turn mm-hmm. into and a pile of emotions, they dig their heels in more. You bring up data. It's no different than having a internet conversation about politics or something, right? It's people have these ideas, they have to cling to them. And so people are watching. I mean, every topic we're gonna go through, whatever your idea you think your idea is, just challenge it. Now that's all. you know, just be not unafraid to challenge it and and, st- you know, look try be willing to look past your biases and at the end of the day you have to ask yourself what results are you getting as well um i wasn't getting the results in the marriage i was in but i don't have this terrible story about marriage i have it we ended as good as that could end and we have a great relationship so things don't have to go because another paradigm is that also when you break up and the divorce happens that it has to be toxic you have to fight each other in court and it has to be bad for the kids so people stay for the children and they stay to preserve their resources and for all the wrong reasons of staying now there's another person there and that person may not you might not have control over that person right so there may be problems there but i was lucky my ex is not this terrible human being we get along great we co-parent our kid and it's everything's fine but that's not a normal story either it's just the point is though People stay in the marriage because of another set of paradigms that they're in. Well, I got to stay for the kids because if I leave, you know, I'll, I'll lose half my stuff and I don't know what that looks like. I won't be able to see my children or it'll be bad for the kids growing up. No, I think being that what's bad for the kids really is being in a house with two people who don't really care about each other and are in a business deal, especially if it's toxic, right? Mm-hmm. And so just goes mm-hmm. back to challenging these things. That's all. And when you can challenge these things, And you're making a decision that's more based on your free will, we'll say, challenging the paradigms that are out there and deciding really what serves you, choosing what influences you're going to have on yourself, because we're always influenced, but we can choose those influences, Mm. and then choosing to influence others instead of just being influenced by others. Well, now you're on your mental point of origin, right? And that's the whole show. It's gonna be about that in some way, shape, or form, really. So, yeah.
0: Right. Let me um, let me grab some of these super chats just so I don't I don't lose track. of them. Uh, Hat Hat and Clog says I have an Amazon gift card. Should I buy a Ryan Stone's book? Cappy says his book is ten stars and yours is goodish. Cappy's still butt hurt that he doesn't sell any books and mine's a lot better than his. But yeah, buy <laughs> Ryan Stone's book. It's a it's a good book. Fuck files is. Uh, I actually listened to the audio book. I think he read it, so it was. Uh, so it was a good uh, listen. And he's got another one. Cappy says, though you're a great father, keep up the great work. F the losers, ankle biters, have your book. Reading it, it's all good. We'll put a review and done. Thank you, sir. And also got the soap. Good ship Ubuntu to has sands and hurts the eye. I- yeah, don't put the soap in your eyes, dude. <laughs> yeah, if you
5: put the soap it's in got, your eyes, it's got you're got a, definitely
4: uh, alpha. Yeah, it's, it's not a pumice soap. in
0: it. Yeah, it's got pumice in it to like you know exfoliate the skin, but yeah, don't be putting pumice soap in your eyeballs. It's, uh, oh God, that's Unless eyeball. you're alpha <laughs> enough, then do it. <laughs> um, doctor says my testosterone and vitamin D levels are normal, but I can't get uh, but I can't get it up in bed without Viagra. Practically no libido, low motivation. I'm 22 years old. Wow. Um, call in later on if you want. You can leave your camera off, Chase, if you want to stay. Anon, but we'll see if we can hook you up with some shit. Just make sure you put your name there is the same one that's on the screen. I'll get I'll get to you. Um, all right, so let's keep it moving so we can get to the call-in I segment. I want to say um, something real quick on yeah, Paul's point and I feel like is
2: super cannot be understated. Is that I think there's a there's a very common thing that we talk about in this space a lot, where you know men and women are generally better together than apart, especially when we're talking about raising and rearing children, until that becomes a toxic environment and they're growing up watching two people. <laughs> who don't like each other, who are not healthily interacting with one another because that's what they're gonna grow up and say, this is healthy, this is normal, this is what I'm going to emulate as positive relationships or you're you're very well dooming these kids or your kids to repeat some of your same mistakes. So Uh, I think that's something that we don't touch on enough that, that can't be understated.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you ever wanna go through an exercise to really understand how marriage affects people in your life, just go to your social media, your Instagram, your Facebook and go through, you know, your list, you know, your friends list and take a look at everybody, you know, that's married. And then ask yourself, I mean, because you know them, obviously, you've seen them, you know, they're friends, you've seen them over holidays, if they're family, whatever, and ask yourself, what percentage of the people you know, that are currently married are happy, the guys, you know, specifically, because I mean, we're dealing this from the male perspective, but what percentage of them are happy? And, you know, you've got some answers there to consider as well. Um, Anyway, so so let's keep it moving. Let's go to number two, which kind of expands on some of the extraction of resources or the transfer of uh, wealth. And we got taxation down for number two. Um, Taxation varies widely depending on where you live, uh, what you do for a living, how you earn your income, uh, whether it's investment, real estate. Like there's a lot of different variables, but um, taxation is essentially theft the government basically bends you over takes whatever they can milk from you and they put it into programs and social systems and stuff for the most part i don't generally agree with i'm happy to pay taxes for fire services for police services for sewer for road work you know standard stuff but there's far far too much um slippage you know if you know what i'm saying (laughs) there's there's a lot of fucking reckless spending when it comes to taxation so ideally as a guy you certainly want to like plan your life out in such a way that you're going to minimize your tax burdens as much as possible when you run a business you want to minimize your tax burdens as much as possible hire a freaking accountant you know if you're running a business if you're getting started up within the first year and make sure you structure the business in such a way that it makes sense so that you don't create a nightmare for yourself what do you guys got for us on taxation and how this like we know guys, generally speaking, work longer hours, commute further. Um, they take on riskier jobs that are generally higher paying. So all those things mean that they're going to get taxed more, right? What are you guys thoughts on taxation?
1: So I, I just find it <laughs> ironic that the United States of America was founded on going from 1% to a 2% T tax, and then like not just They're like all right we're done we're starting our own new country throw the tea in the river burn the whole thing down Mm -hmm. and then nowadays right you can get taxed upwards close to 40 percent here and people are just like oh you know we gotta do our fair part and fair share Mm -hmm. um again i'm all for like you said like taxes like going towards things that you actually like agree with or that are actually useful but there is an incredible amount of slippage and i think the biggest thing is that we don't have enough just general education out there and awareness right so people just walk in and get exploited all the time where it's like oh i just go down to hr block and i just you know have these pay hey, these guys a couple hundred bucks and they do my taxes for me And it's like well are they actually like going through and seeing what deductions you have do you know what options you have available to you do you mm-hmm. know that you can structure your life as to where you could technically be a consultant and start writing things off as uh your own your own business but again these are the things that you know the average person out there right just gets readily exploited on that front because again and a lot of voting measures right you a lot of times if you read through different ballot measures especially in across the states here you'll see that there's something that has a very fancy title and then written in there are like some taxes that are incorporated for something else completely different but most people just see the title okay that sounds like a great thing so i'm gonna go ahead and vote for this measure and Then the next thing you know like here in california We pay an extra roughly 85 cents a gallon for gas, all based off of a pure state tax that, as far as I can tell, just goes straight to the state government. It's a carbon tax, right?
4: You're still in California? I thought everyone left.
1: Oh, sh. Someone's, someone's gotta keep oh, they're going, to, going down. They like sure, Batman yeah.
0: and Gotham City, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so someone's gotta pipe down the Hollywood girls. Uh, I, I think the inability to
3: people for people to speak up against overtaxation is part of being plugged in and been yeah. blue pilled. Like I've questioned people at, you know, parties, dinners, get togethers. Oh, I say, Hey, the, the you know, the property taxes around here are insane. I'd never live here and they all go, Oh, you have to pay them. I'm like, well, who said that? Who came up with that? Yeah. That was a narrative put out by somebody, you know. And and I used to work for a, a local township, and they used to come in and complain about the roads, and I'd flip open the ledger and I'd go, seventy percent of your taxes are going to the school board. We have to we have to repair the roads and bridges with the other thirty percent. And their jaws would, like, drop open because they were told by the local commissars that, you know, they they were paying in for this great lifestyle and they didn't know where it was going. And, you know, the lady was like, well, I'm retired. I said, yeah, well, you voted for this. Now eat the sandwich. Yeah.
2: Well, that's Um, a huge point. Like nobody, I mean, most people have no idea where their tax dollars are going and what they're being used for. And there's a lot of there's a lot of similar things to that, especially like big banks. Right. They don't just hold your money. It doesn't just sit there. They reinvest it and they. They put your money to use when you're not using it, uh, and a lot of people have no idea where that's going or what's being funded using their money and their dollars. Same thing with taxes. And now we're at a point where the we're be, we're having our money taken and given to the people that are now telling us that we can't work, can't run our business, can't go outside. Meanwhile, they are enjoying you know freedoms that we are not. Now things are lightening up, but um, you know you look at the way that. Uh, salaries of these big execs of these pharma companies and where's that where's all that money coming from and these taxpayer funded vaccines and everything like that i mean Mm -hmm. most people just have no idea where their money is going but they're just with most things they are well you have to do it because it's your duty it's the right thing to do i got into it with a couple of people the other day where i had some you know some bills that came to my door and uh, like, yeah, I'm not paying this. I was like, whatever, sell it to a collections, whatever, like come find me. Mm-hmm. And they're, Oh, well, what do you mean? Like you got to pay your bills. You gotta do that. Eh. I'm like, all right, if it's a big deal, they'll send me another thing or they'll, they'll do something this this and that and the other, uh, it's like, what? And they were just so dumbfounded that anybody would have an opposite thought to pay your bills because you're supposed to, and be a good little boy and be a good little soldier and do give away your money that you, Oh, that you've earned for things that you don't even know where it's going or what it's going to be used for. Mm. Yeah, well,
4: yeah people need to. to... A... I, ahead, in Jared. terms of the in terms of the tax topic, like um, a lot of people, I say, oh, but it's for the schools. It's for the schools, especially property taxes. But take a look at the fifty contiguous states. The ones that pay the highest taxes always have the worst education and why because there's social welfare type systems too which is anti-american it is 100 in the re- in disregard of the american spirit i said earlier on the web uh, webinar rich with with you earlier that uh, the american spirit is dead and unfortunately what taxation is nowadays because originally I, I, I'm, rich i agree with you like yeah i want roads and police and fire services and you know garbage and things like that that's all fantastic mm-hmm. but strong military obviously border yes all that good things you need to make a society function aside from that it's everyone for themselves and you have to build strong friendships strong tribes strong community bonds religious bonds if that's your thing marriages if you think that's an awesome institution we've just dispelled that but hey teach their own but really what taxation has turned into these days is taking money from people who know how to make money and giving it to people who don't know how to make money which I'm not a good math guy but it makes no <laughs> effing sense when you when you run those two in your head they're two conflicting thoughts that are hard to hold simultaneously everybody
0: that that always argues that you just have to pay your taxes are people that don't pay taxes or pay very low taxes if i ever
4: hear fair share that means that means oh that person's a loser Basically.
1: so <laughs> we're, not, we're not saying go hide out from the irs right like you should write pay your taxes to get that bill but be smart about the way i pay my taxes irs be smart about the way in which you go about it because you don't there's so much that you can save by being smart and tactical about the way that you go about it that you Mm. aren't just like throwing money away right that's why i love my cpa where every year it's like oh okay cool my tax bill would have been this she made it down to here all right good
0: there's a there's a lot of uh like Countries and and states, even where there's significant tax advantages, and they're not really loopholes. They're just there so that it encourages other things like housing, for example. You know, people need to live somewhere. So if you've got the kind of money and the resources and the connections to you know buy a bunch of doors and house people, then there's some tax advantage of that, you know, too. So there's so there's those things to consider. I mean, if you're a younger guy in your 20s, you should most definitely, you know, as you're Plotting out your life, you know thinking about what you're gonna do where you're gonna live what you're gonna do for a living If you're gonna go to school get a degree or whatever it happens to be that you also consider taxation because it is it is a uh, significant source of of, uh, Drain you know on a man's life and it's and it's different, you know Like it's it's uh, different depending on where you live and where you go. Sorry 50 shades. you were about to say something
3: yeah, um, there was a great meme, and it said, "You know, your your friends on Facebook that are always bitching and, and promoting socialism are the least successful ones." Mm-hmm. And I've uh, I've one of my roommates from college. You know, he he still lives back in Ireland. But y- you talk about being plugged in. His world is the television, sports, beer. He does not think outside the box and is filled with envy towards anybody who's successful because he's been taught that to be successful you must have cheated somebody and he's always on about people paying their fair share yeah. you know me- meanwhile he lives in a government provided house and just he is in the envelope and he is plugged in and he will never get out of that envelope because he's plugged in and these you know the this is this is the overarching danger of being plugged in yeah, yeah. There's
1: There's example loss of society yeah well, and a great example of how people like, um, get exploited right, and through taxation is that most people, if you ask them about tax returns, right, they think tax returns are a great, phenomenal thing. It's actually a really <laughs> terrible thing because it means that the government took more money than it should have off the bat. Technically, if the government was doing its job correctly, you wouldn't owe any more and you wouldn't get anything back. So by the fact that they are just automatically taking more from you up front and then kind of realizing at the end, okay, we're going to kick you back a little something, that right there is an inherent problem. But people are very conditioned where it's like, oh, I'm getting a tax return. This is great. This is awesome. And meanwhile, the reality of it is like, no, no, no. This means they're taking more money out of your paycheck constantly up front. That's a problem.
0: It's an um, interest-free loan. We right. used to watch a lot of employees, um, you know, back in the day when I either ran my business or I worked in the collection industry, they'd go get their tax returns in March, April. It'd be like $2,000 usually is what they get back. And they'd go book a, a one-week-long, all-week, um, all-inclusive trip down to Cuba. <laughs> they'd just get smashed, eat everything, come back all fat and hungover and shit. It's like, you know... It's like, oh, you know, the government just gave me some free money. It's like, no, the government stole more money than what yeah. it needed to, and now they're just giving it back. So, yeah. go, so go party on the beach and get sunburned.
4: Yeah. It's Stockholm syndrome. Well,
0: it's all about
5: how you think about these things too, you know? Yeah. And so it's how your mindset when it comes to any of these issues is so important. If you realize that taxation, when I say taxation is theft, theft, and you say that, it's, well, it's because of something called the non-aggression principle. I mean, anytime that somebody can aggress on you to make you or force you to do something and the the case, this is the IRS and the government are forcing you to pay something. If If you don't play by their rules correctly and if you don't pay, they will by force take your stuff, whether it's administrative force and garnishments and courtrooms or whether it's, you know, police knocking at your door. So when you understand that you're being forced by through violence, whether it's administrative violence or physical violence, you understand how immoral it is. Now, at the same time, there's still a need for services. I don't have a better answer. I've heard all these thought problems towards it, but to me, those are impractical because there's nobody that's implementing those. So I'm not, who cares? I'm not going to waste, you know, six months of my life reading different, political philosophies and libertarian ideas on how to change the system and waste my time. Cause I can't, I'm not in a position to change the system, but just having my understanding of what it is, I can now treat it accordingly, which is not as a, this moral responsibility so that they can immorally use my money, but as more or less a game where I, the game is set or I try to pay as little as I can by the, le- by the law and they try to take what they can. And at the end of the day, the more I save the better. And that's just what it is because then I have control over it and I can choose where that money goes, whether it's charity, or, you know, whether it's a project I'm working on that affects other people. Right. Yeah. So yeah, peace of it. mind tax,
0: let's, uh, <laughs> let's keep moving on to the next one. Lord's asking, uh, how do I become a member to join the live chat? There's a join <laughs> button on the channel. Just click that. And, um, it's, it's pretty much available everywhere in the world. There's probably a few countries where you can't access it, but it is what it is. Uh, it just keeps my live chat clean to keep the, the Spurgs out. Um, number three I have here is salary, and this one is probably the best uh, defined by Kevin O'Leary's famous uh, quote, a salary is a drug they give you to get you to forget your dreams. Um, I remember when I was a salary guy back in the day, in my 20s, uh, what did they start me at? 1600 bucks a, m- a month was it or every two weeks? I can't remember. but it was uh, it was more than enough to pay my rent buy my groceries and go out and do stuff and put gas in my motorcycle and hang out with my friends and take out girls. It was fine. But um, it wasn't going to get me, you know, the German sports cars that I saw the managers driving. It, it certainly wasn't going to get me the Mercedes SL 500 I saw the owner of the company driving, or any of the other, you know, extravagant trips he was taking and stuff like that. But um, you know, you kind of level up, and you're like, you go get a raise, and you get eighteen hundred and fifty dollars a month, and you go up to twenty five hundred, and it's four thousand. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't really change the bar that much because you don't you don't think outside of any boxes you're you're still coloring within the lines you're crossing your t's you're dotting your i's because you know uh even though you got paid today in two fridays time you're going to have another deposit for the exact same amount after withholding taxes and uh employment insurance deductions and blah 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 and all that sort of stuff and it just gets you comfortable it's 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 literally exactly what kevin o'leary says it's a salary is a drug they give you to get you to forget about your dreams. Do you guys want to top up on that or anything you want to add?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's again, it gets people used to and conditioned to, right? This certain limit that's set, right? Where it's like, hey, you know, do a good job, work really hard, put more in here. And then maybe we might bump you up from a 4% raise. Maybe to like a five or six percent raise. Right. Ooh. So which right, if you're looking at the current the current plate of rate of inflation, right, it's just one of those things where you're gonna now, keep pace. Now time.
0: I can take that catamaran trip when I do my Cuba vacation next time.
5: Yeah, well it's a trade-off between what is perceived as security and
0: comfort versus economic
5: opportunity. Right. But we've moved away from the security and comfort that a salary provides. So there was a time many decades before my time where people got things like pensions and companies offered a pretty comfortable deal, which made, it was, was pretty, pretty, a pretty solid incentive, right. For people to take that salary or that fixed hourly, let's say, in a doing shift work somewhere or whatever it may be. And they could also afford more on that. Like if you look at the 1950s or sixties, what you could afford on the dollar versus today, You know, my my mom will tell me about some sort of sweet at, but then they weren't classic cars, but they are classic cars today that she was able to buy for, you know, less than two G's, you know, Mm -hmm. two grand. And the, this, the, our inflation, inflationary rate, you can't buy the things on a single income in a fixed salary situation that you could have. And not only that companies do not have the loyalty to employees the way that they had before so the paradigm shifted so if you're hoping for a salary for security depends on what you're doing right because there's certain things like engineering for example where it's a specialized trade but even engineers are smart enough to know that they're there and it's an exchange between this company and them and if that exchange becomes uneven or if they get a better deal somewhere else they'll fulfill their obligation, but move to that other thing. And then companies are gonna do what is the best deal for them. It's no longer, you're almost an independent contractor now within these companies. So you have to look at it like that. And people who are caught up in that old paradigm, and it's usually people who are government type workers, came from military, right? And that idea of, well, I just show up and I get the same money every you know two weeks or whatever did we have Teachers, a conversation one time you said like that, that your
0: mom wanted you to be a teacher? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. She, I'm pretty what, sure what are the she the things still that, does. You, um, <laughs> that you touched on there that I want to go back to was the whole um, rate of inflation. Because you were talking about cars yeah. back in the day. And, you know, like I remember like one of my favorite cars is like a 1970 Boss 429 Mustang with a big ass hood scoop and all that shit. And those things were maybe like three, three and a half thousand dollars back then. Today you can't buy them for less than 200 grand. Right? Yeah. Like that's what inflation looks like. But... Back wow. to that point, you know, the way that it ties into a salary is something they give you to get you, you know, forget about your dreams. Even if you're getting a standard pay rise, which in most companies is usually based on performance, a couple of percent all the way up to five percent if you're an exceptional performer, the rate of inflation is so high right now. I mean, you know, we were talking about this earlier on the um, Zoom call this afternoon, but, you know. With some things like produce, it's you know, as high as 30%, but you know, they're saying the average is whatever, seven, eight, 9%, who the hell knows what it really is? I mean, you always find out months afterwards. But if the rate of inflation goes up and your salary is pretty much the same, you're losing money. I mean, you're losing buying power, right? And the cool thing about being an entrepreneur is it's like having a volume knob. It's like, oh, I need a little bit more volume. I'll just turn that up. You need a little bit more income. You want to pay yourself a little bit more. You just turn it up, you know, whenever you need it. You don't need it. You can turn it back, right?
5: Well, You can find ways to do it. That's the difference. Whereas yeah. I can't right. find a way if I'm working with someone else and that's my only source. other, so the than other for a raise or something later. Anyway.
1: The other thing a lot of people don't factor into is the amount of freedom and flexibility. Where it's like when I was coming up, right? I knew guys that were making 400, $450,000 a year and they had far less freedom of time than I had when I was making way less. And so it's like, you know, they were like, man, I wish I could enjoy like all this extra capital I'm making, but you know, we're working crazy long hours. We're doing this out of the other. And so that's a big thing you have to factor in with your salary as well as the trade-off between, you know, how much you're bringing in, but also how much time you have free and available to you.
0: So for me, Like the price of gas here has doubled in the last two years. Well, I mean, when the pandemic first hit, it was like 99 cents a liter. Now it's close to two bucks a liter. Well,
1: to give you an historical example, um, in 1960, 20 U.S. dollars um, has the had the buying power of about 125 U.S. dollars to, in uh, 2019. Right. So that should show you right there where, right in the 60s, 20 bucks, woo, you could you could do quite a bit with it and then now if you need 125 dollars, which is probably more close to like 140 dollars now there's, to have there's, that same amount of buying power yeah there's, it's been
0: 50- there's us and then there's them and they have figured out how to exploit you trust us anyway guys i got to keep it moving because i've got four more points and i still want to take calls and we're already 46 minutes into the show so i'm going to go on to war um paul you want to talk about war and how men get exploited i mean it's kind of your uh yeah, it's pretty sweet it's pretty sweet
5: it'll <laughs> <laughs> be a badass
0: so go do it there's one going on right
5: now i would recommend you guys go show up and bring your uh bring your hardware you know your government will let you have they'll give you one over there i think um yeah war i mean it's let's look at what's going on right now and I, you have people like R- russian basically kids and soldiers who have been told a lot of propaganda to be in a situation that they're in and they're finding out that it's not what they were told that there weren't a bunch of exploited people sad in Ukraine that needed to be liberated that there's a bunch of people living free life in, in Ukraine and what they were being told was not correct and that's what they're finding but you also have you know <coughs> you, you know Ukrainians that are doing they have their own propaganda that they are sort of under now I kind of agree with some of their stuff, but I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Um, It's, you're going to be fighting either way, whatever you think, it's a negotiation. You're caught in between a battle right now between one set of world leaders and another set of world leaders and a proxy state, right? And so these people are putting their ass on the line. Like for example, Ukraine putting their ass on the line they're they're propped up in that spot potentially let's say by NATO countries and by having that proxy war there it weakens Russians military and resources they if Russian you know takes Ukraine and, and continues it will never take it because it'll be an insurgency just like we faced in Iraq and Afghanistan which will drain their resources that they don't have or which then cool, you know what it? We've just drained Russian resources. We're still winning, or Russia works out a deal, or something like that, and backs out. In which now we have that negotiating power. It's but point is, it's bunch of people winning, and the end result is you get to fight that battle. It's like imagine a bunch of people saying like, "Yeah, I'm gonna bet some money. Like Jared and I are gonna bet some money, and you know we're gonna set some." Traps out in this field here, and then uh, you know, Renegade and Rich are gonna go scrap it out. You know what I mean? And then we're gonna whoever dies if they both die, no big deal. Like, oh cool, I want something, you want something. It's like it's literally like Hunger Games in a way. You're so, a pawn, you know, in these whole and their thing.
0: Just to kind of like put more of a fine point on it, because it's like, <laughs> is that your that's, a, that's it that I your said, grinder alert, me. buddy? Uh, that's the that's
5: point. nsa coming after me for talking <laughs> Did you get your Grinder on. Match
0: going on buddy. <laughs> um so that was me like we like we saw what's going on here with you know the whole Zelensky thing where he's like hey women and children can go but if you're a, a male between the age of 18 and 60 you're not going anywhere you're going back to the front and by the way here's a crate of old ak's just point them at the bad guys and pull the trigger and we'll see what happens next, right? Like, that's not an incredibly encouraging, you know, environment to be in as a guy. Like, guys get drafted into war, women don't, you know, despite feminism, you know, pushing for equality. They push for equality everywhere else, but, you know, as soon as it's like, oh, shit, you know, we might die, let's not do that. We'll let the guys handle it because they're disposable. I mean, if that's not a way of being exploited, I don't know what is, but... And I don't want to say
5: and I'm going to say though too like I don't want to come across as being anti cuz military's been very good for me and I've done I'm not I'm not upset about the work I've done but it's not a thing where I'm going in and I'm a freedom fighter or something and then like the the narrative they're telling me is not what it is and you just have to know that. Mm-hmm. So there were, there were benefits to some of the things I w- I had been doing in the countries I had gone to. Now, unfortunately, due to political decisions, a lot of those benefits were a wash. They didn't make any difference at all. It seems like you know the way we pulled out of Afghanistan was horrifying, and that was the interests of world leaders. And so, the whole point is, is you are at the mercy of decisions being made by somebody else. Mm. When you make that, when you volunteer, you are going to take a bet and you're going to do a cost benefit of an analysis as to whether or not this is a good decision for you. Not, you don't want to sit there and think that you're getting in for some idealistic reasons and this and that and the other, because even if those idealistic reasons are real, like I think that you, the Ukrainians fighting for their independence is a good thing and something they need to fight for. That being said, though, there's economic interest in chess game playing being played between bunch of different countries that are the reason you end up there Mm -hmm. it's not like there's negotiations and other things that could happen so there's not bloodshed and that's Mm -hmm. not happening because of somebody else's chess game so you are are in a position where you're at the mercy of other decisions and that may not be the best idea right a lot of times it's not the best idea so it's a real it's a decision you have to really weigh out if you make that choice and once you're in there understand that you're there to benefit and give your sacrifice of your of your time, your work, and your risk for guys around you and for missions, but you have to understand that what's going on and, and know when to get out too, if it's appropriate time to get out. And that's the best I can say. It's always just like working for your first job as an intern or something. You might need that first few jobs, even though we say salary is bad, but you might need that and do that cost benefit until you get the skills and the ability to start your own thing. Military can be that for you, but you have to really be careful with that choice because you're not at your own decision-making. You know, you're at the mercy
0: of somebody else's decisions. Yeah. Okay. Let me move on to the fifth point. Um, do women ever get me too? Never. No. Okay. So let's talk about men. Because that's how <laughs> guys get exploited. So if you guys aren't familiar with the concept, there's this thing called Me Too. Hashtag Me Too. I think it started in 2018, was it? 2017, 2018? What do you think the origin of that was? Was that the whole, you know, grabbing by the pussy thing that Donald Trump Harvey did? Harvey Weinstein was a star oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Uh, it, was it was realizing
4: that Hollywood's a bunch of perverts and pedophiles, which everyone's known. Everyone yeah. knows what the casting couch is. If you've watched any sort of prawn, I think we so have to save the censors, mm-hmm. uh, intimate. Films, uh, at any point <clears throat> in history, everyone knows about the casting couch, that's not a mystery, but it's these, these self righteous liberals that are like, Oh no, we're holier art thou. Now there's an issue with it when they're the ones that have been perpetuating it since the beginning of filmed intimacy. Let's just say
0: that. So don't be a Harvey Weinstein. Yep, it, it, it's <laughs> It's
3: actually been around well before that. It's just that the weaponization of being able to get revenge on people instantly via modern technology, it's just come around. It's
4: and it's the start yeah. of cancel culture, right? And there was like that, at a um, personal level.
2: Yeah, it's a also, big no repercussions for false accusations, no repercussions yeah. for ruining the lives. I mean, the, the first the first thing that I remember when it comes to this way back, the first thing that comes to mind is the Duke lacrosse case. Back yeah, in four so. I want to say. I can't remember exactly, but, you know, quick story. These guys, the Duke lacrosse team hired a stripper to come to the party. They had some arguments or they she wasn't exactly uh, what they had asked for, bargained for. She leaves and then she says three of them took me into the bathroom and graped me uh, mm. and, and really ruined these kids' lives. It's a really great 30 for 30 if you can find it on ESPN. And there's even administrators decades later that have refused to apologize in the face of zero evidence whatsoever. Everything came out. All of our claims were demonstrably false. Um, And yet, I mean, these kids were these 20 year old kids were plastered all over national, if not international news for this without any sort of due process, any sort of, um, you know, innocent until proven guilty, anything like
0: that. So
2: it's been going around a, a long it's been going on a long time but it hasn't really hit the mainstream until the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, they didn't they didn't really do something with it until they weaponized it with the hashtag me too. I mean, we really saw what it did with the Kavanaugh sort of you know situation where this uh I don't even know what the chick's name was, but you know, she, like from 20 years ago or something like that, she's like, yeah, he touched me inappropriately a long time ago. It's like Really? You know, like is somebody gonna fucking accuse Jesus now of like, you know, something way back in the dark ages or like where's the statute of limitations on this, right? Like generally well, speaking, when like it comes nobody to the can law, verify, a limitation period, right?
2: Yeah, that particular case nobody could verify, nobody at the party, any people people that she had said she confided in couldn't remember these particular exchanges. I mean, there was just it was really it was it was word against word.
1: Yeah. well the hard part about it is that it got started in that hollywood scene right with a couple of people that right had did the d that most people did but their careers didn't work out the way that they intended so now with the buyer's remorse they kind of go back and blow this whole thing out and the real tragic part about it is that the people that are actual you know victims of actual of these types of acts right they're now cast under a certain light where it's like well all right is this person just overgoing and being extreme going with the flow or is this actually something legitimate and that's yep. really like the real casualty in there. There's well. a ton of cases it's- like that,
2: man. I remember the Rolling Stone article that came out maybe yep. seven or eight years ago where they did an entire huge piece about this woman that was allegedly raped on, I want to say UVA's campus, but I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. And, in turn, and they published it and they ran with it. And all of a sudden, all false. Not a single thing was true. And like one of the most... I'm not going to say prestigious, is Rolling Stone, but one of the maybe biggest publications in the world took this story as gospel and without any sort of background check, anything like that, so many people are, are just ready to print things for sensationalism and views and clicks without, it, without any sort of research, any sort of look, it's, it's,
0: it's more so, important to sell papers than to get the story right. So, so two things here, guys. I mean, One, make sure that if you're dealing with a woman, she's got genuine burning desire. That's the third chapter in my book when you know she's got it you're in a lot safer zone than if she doesn't have it women generally don't meet to somebody that they're not enthusiastic about so there's that part second thing is <coughs> keep keep evidence keep text messages yep. sexy photos she sends you don't delete shit. just keep evidence in case you need it you never know because apparently there's no limitation period on this shit. you know somebody could accuse you 15 20 years down the road so it's like well, it might almost seem absurd that you got to back up your phone for that long. But, you know, the more evidence you have, the better it is that you're going to cover your ass. I mean, if you're going to be a player, you're probably going to, you know, expose yourself to some risk. So you have to be careful with that. I mean, you will be exploited at some at some point, perhaps. Right. The um, crazier
4: the girl is, the more you should save the messages like I have. <laughs> yeah. Rich, I've, I put it in your group. I had color code like I, I lead score all my girls. Um, <laughs> so the ones that have like a red X through them means like absolutely under no means delete because at some point some bs could come up in the future lord knows when and i'm ready to go with the evidence so that's that's very sound advice
0: yeah um your your video is not matched up with your audio so i'm going to pull you out and i'm going to pull you back in to see if that fixes it uh oops
4: nope yep, i'm on the other side now does it work You're on
0: the other side but now you don't have a camera
4: <sighs> damn it mexican internet you i, I can turn my camera i can turn my camera off
0: um or just Or just leave the the, uh, stream completely and rejoin it and see if that fixes it. I'll do that. Um, Let me get a super chat. In the meantime, good amount of these chicks that claimed a Me Too only jumped on it because it was trendy. They want that attention. Yeah, I mean, anything that's trendy, like, oh, let's do this challenge on TikTok today. And it's like, jump around like a chicken and spin around on your head. It's like, you know, anything for attention, whatever the trend is, like, you know, the sheep will sort of do those, you know, these uh, things. So. I don't think the trends up or over by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean like the height of it certainly has cooled down a bit. Cause I think the Kavanaugh was like the worst part. There you go. You're good to go, buddy. Um, well, it's, it's being a victim, right? I mean, yeah. that's what we've done. We've yeah. given
5: empowerments to a victim mentality. So it just falls into that. Yeah. Just, it's not to say that there aren't more real victim, victim mindset,
0: you know, shit to the pile. Let's give them a me too. Now, you know, you can pull that at any time you want 20 years down the road, even if it feels good. Right. Um, yeah, I, gotta it new, I got to keep moving along because I got two more to do guys mm-hmm. Okay um, So number six was schooling because I'm still want to leave time for some calling. So number six was schooling, right? Mm. Where do we go with schooling man? Because like this is one of the largest contributors in my opinion to the pacification of the Western Mail um, I saw governor DeSantis today made an announcement about using certain language uh, be, being prohibited within certain grades in the alphabet category, LGBTQT+, whatever it is. Um, and there's already a whole bunch of people, like if you follow Libs of TikTok on Twitter, hilarious account, she's always posting these complete, total meltdown hissy fits. They're already piling up today. They're <laughs> off the chart. Like they can't fucking take it, man. Um, they, the, there's a reason why smart parents homeschool their kids. If you, you know If you can keep the mother of your kids home, and you bring home the bacon and she cooks it up and takes care of the kids and schools them at the house, that is the best way to do it. I mean, you're gonna end up with a better set of kids than what you are gonna put them through the feminized school system. It, it, is, it is completely designed to manufacture plugged in blue pill beta males and overly uh-huh. entitled bratty women, essentially.
3: I have to, Rich. yeah, I I have to, I'm at a stage where I have to red pill my son for him to go to school, and I have to point out the dangers to him. I say, look, you don't hate anybody for any reason unless they're a jerk. But I said, see this rainbow flag? This used to be about civil rights and beating people up, you know, literally treating people bad because of who they were. I said, it's now a political flag. Um, I said, "I, I don't want you anything to do with it. I said, you know, your friend, what's her name, who comes around with her rainbow bracelets? She's polite to me. She's nice to me. She seems to be a real good, uh, you know, a real good buddy. But I, I want you to be aware of, of what's going on in your school. And I think him and all the guys are generally disposed to not being, you know, blue pill. They, they just want to be guys, and, and, and they get it beaten out of them. So, you know, I kind of have to reinforce it um, as I go through school with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... It's been going on for decades, and it's and it's not cooling down at all. I mean, like, I first noticed it when it was like they wouldn't let the kids in the schoolyard, um, like, run across the um, yard when it was cold out, because here in Canada, you know, when when you get puddles of water overnight, they usually freeze into solid ice. And as kids, we just take a run up and slide across them and see how far we could go. You're not even allowed anywhere near those now. They, you know, the schools put pylons around them. Um bullying is completely like quashed at, at any sign. Like bullying in my they do it view online now. Bullying in my view is actually a good thing, right? Like it holds guys accountable to certain standards, right? And that's how you know these guys are like, okay, well, I can't be a loser. You know, I just can't sit here and whinge yeah. and whine and sulk. I actually have to, you know, lose the weight. I have to join this team. I have to you know whatever that happens to be. I think it's it's useful in a sense that it it depussifies kids. But now today it's like everything's inclusive, you know, you can't say anything bad to them. Which is worse though, because it's not what happened
5: was when you it's were delusional. When you were the, when you were weird or something, you know, somebody would mess with you or a bunch of kids would laugh at you and you'd be like, Oh man, I guess I better stop being weird, you know. Right. And that's just kind of what would happen most of the time, right? But but I mean and, like bullying is like it,
0: a yeah. natural part of society I mean you go online I mean like some of you guys do videos and you're already starting to see comments in your videos Mm -hmm. oh we we had some on this video yeah like they're saying and doing things that they wouldn't say or do to your face because you punch them out right They don't exist to
4: me because they're not on my level. Like those types of people like they or like girls do this too. like girls that give you crap on the dating apps. I'm like, if I talk to you in real life, it would make your day like you would be so (laughs) you would be so excited. Oh, yeah. if I were nice to you in real life, like get out of here with that. Yeah, it's
5: like thanks, <laughs> thanks, girl on the internet that would never have a chance
0: of random me. thought. Thank, yeah, what's we're, your we're opinion? G- we're generally <laughs> nice guys too. I know all of you guys. <laughs> we're,
4: we're all we're all nice guys, but when you deal with idiots all day long, you're like God. Like really again?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean like school in in general has has done a fantastic job at softening society's males make them more compliant, you know, go out and, you know, do what you're supposed to do and put a pronoun on your shirt and, you know, whatever. Like it's, it's a, it's a plugged in beta factory is what they've done. And post-secondary education, universities, colleges, um, thankfully it wasn't around when I went to college, but I mean, today it's, it's, it's brutal. Like I've talked to a lot of young men today and they're like, I told a girl that she was attractive the other day, and you know she said that uh, my toxic masculinity was making her feel unsafe or some shit, and she had to go and report him to the school guidance counselor, where the fuck you know the equivalent is today. But it's like, you know, guys are having a hard time in the school system because it's not, it's like it doesn't serve them. Like, I, like guys, I'll, I'll be honest with you, unless you're going to school to take like some sort of a STEM degree, you want to become an engineer and build rocket ships or some shit like that. Don't even waste your time. Don't even waste your time. Get into something else. Trust me on that one. We you need guys appre- want to add we anything else to the school hmm?
4: We need uh, we need apprenticeships again. I think. Yeah,
0: tradesmen are very valuable. Very valuable.
4: Um, yeah, I, I,
3: mean, I think I, t- I told you guys last year about the the kid who just turned eighteen. The car, the auto detailer kid who was buying his first house for four hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. th- this is a kid that had completely plugged out. He's like, I'm buying my first house. My buddies who are going to college are working for me. And they're gonna waste 200k
0: <laughs> yeah most twice. of the time like a lot of people let me actually share the story so i was down in mexico uh once in cabo we did this off-road race thing with a bunch of entrepreneurs and one of the things that the guy that facilitated the event did was he brought us down to this um, area where they bust in a bunch of kids from schools and we had this like auditorium and they were asking us a bunch of questions it was kind of like a shark tank but it was like a three and a half hour sort of like fireside hot seat and a lot of these kids were like you know preconditioned to like oh you know I want to get I want to get an accounting degree I want to get a lawyer's degree I want to get a whatever you know sort of degree but they were also talking about entrepreneurship and one of the points that was made was like most entrepreneurs that are successful that run businesses that employ people they don't have those skills they don't have legal skills they don't have accounting skills they don't have marketing skills but they hire people that have those degrees right So it's like, you know, you kind of have to unplug from all these comforting lines and they're all over the place and guys get exploited by them all the time. Right. Just go to school and, you know, do what they tell you to do. Right. It's like, why is the school system pumping out plugged in blue pill beta males then? Right. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it doesn't work.
4: They pay taxes and go to war. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Get married.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Pay taxes, go to war while Jody's railing your girl while you're away and you Mm -hmm. come back and, you know. You're raising awesome. some other dude's kid. I mean,
5: what? <laughs> <laughs> you, Rich,
3: you just synthesized the worst case scenario in one sentence. there for everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's not. But it's not as not as uncommon as you think. I mean, you know, that no, is That's, just, the loop a of, life. that's a lots of these conversations. Take your pick.
4: Yeah, p- pick one, many, or all of the above.
0: Yeah, um, and again, guys, I mean, like the point of all this isn't to scare the shit out of you or to try to black pill you or something like this. It, it, it's it's just you know for you to understand that. You know the world's a slaughterhouse, and you're marching through it. At least know where all the sharp, pointy, and dangerous things are, right? Right. Um, let's talk about number seven, which is mainstream media, and then we'll and then we'll take some call-ins. Um, I'll I'll let you guys talk about mainstream media while I drop the link yeah. there in the live chat. Okay.
3: Um, this is uh, I think what I had mentioned to a couple of you guys the the other night. Um, I went over to my friend's house, and those of you in the community who have been around my house and come into my house notice. I don't have a TV on the main floor of my house. And they'd be like, where's your TV? I said, it's down in the basement. Think of a show you want to watch and we'll go watch it later. So I call her to my friend's house and he's got the big 80 inch TV in his new, you know, gigantic house and the girl I was with me and her looked at each other after 20 minutes because the mainstream media television was on. I said, my head's about to explode. Are you the same? She said, yeah, I can't handle this. It's just all doom, gloom, drama and driving your stress level through the roof. And this is what most people consume every single day of the week. And I will guarantee you, there's people watching this stream now, Rich, and they got their TV on, and they got their phone in their other hand, and they're trying to consume multimedia all at the same time. And if you consume mainstream media on a regular basis, you will end up in a perma-rage. I'm convinced of it.
0: Well, I mean, look what the mainstream media did for the last two years. It convinced the entire world that a common cold was a pandemic. Yeah. and
5: banked on it too made
1: a lot of others, money yeah the other side of the equation of right it's like you got to think about what their end product is right because the thing that i get into this debate with some of my friends right where especially over the last like five to ten years right we had some debates and i always bring up the point of you gotta remember like news is a manufactured product just like everything else it's not pure yeah. it's not like oh this just falls yep. from the sky here's the story is it Amen. No, no, it's it's manufactured so you, you have to sell ad space. in that light And see it in that context and you got to see all right what's their number one product that they're selling right right Mm -hmm. now currently in this world it's it's fear right i mean if you were to watch an hour of news you would be convinced that everyone in america runs around yelling racial slurs at each other shooting each other with guns 24 7. that's exactly the world that they portray versus you go outside like oh the birds are still chirping the sky's still blue the sun's still rising you go (laughs) out people are genuinely friendly so you know that's the really difficult thing for people to understand is like, understand one, what they're trying to sell you, but two, understand they have a motivation and a reason for what they're presenting to you. And it's not in your best interest. It does not yeah. serve you.
2: Everybody's selling you something. I mean, I talked to people like, well, like I try to, I even try to watch multiple news sources to be as unbiased as possible. I'm like, they're all trying to sell you something. Like, turn it, if you want to be, if you want to get from an unbiased view, turn off your television. Right. And even to RW's point, like, I live in New York City and you every day the news is about robberies, shootings, assaults, etc. And yet the crime rate has plummeted in this city over the last 40 years steadily year over year. It's like at an all time low, but you wouldn't know that just by watching five minutes of TV. I mean, it's just yeah. it's they are selling sensationalism because sensationalism gets clicks. Which gets sells ad space, which puts more money yeah. in their pockets. Follow the money, man. Gets people. Elected. It's, it's it entertainment. A, um, it's not news.
0: Yeah, there was no. a, um, a a tweet that I retweeted out earlier today, and when I talk about mainstream media, then I'm also talking about politicians too, politics, government, and this one here was profound, man. It says, uh, "When a politician tells you something, ask yourself, what does he stand to gain if I believe what he's saying." Yeah, exactly. And if you approach every Joe Biden speech, Justin Trudeau, whoever minister of foreign dippity shit, blubity blah, you know, starts opening their mouth and the words tumble out, ask yourself that question. What does this dude, what does this chick stand to gain if I believe what they're telling me?
1: Well, it's also like, does it serve me? And it's also become so politicized. Like one of the large reasons why I've stopped like watching sports a lot is because now more modern athletes, they can't just be athletes, they have to be athletes slash activists, right? There's always some cause or some moral lecture that we have to get on top of trying to enjoy the spirit of competition. So it's not enough that like, oh, you can't just, you know, sit back for two hours and like be entertained. It's now a constant where, okay, you know, you always have to be reminded like, hey, like this is, this is bad or don't do this or don't do that, right? Yeah. Or we're trying to tell you or sell you on something. And it's like, yeah, it's just, we're just trying to enjoy life here. They make Paul, twenty million
4: dollars my- a year and they consider themselves victims. So that means they're idiots. Mm-hmm. And then also, as the viewer, you're the consumer. You're their audience. And any company that insults their customer does not deserve my business. That's kinda yeah. how I see it. Because I love the NFL, but I can't it's unwatchable right now. It's a bunch of crybabies.
0: I dude, I haven't bought Gillette razor blades right there. You know, for that reason a couple of years yep. ago. They'll never see a dime out of my pocket again. They can suck it.
3: But um, can can I talk to Paul about the human psychology aspect of fear? Because uh, humans are built to pay attention to fear. If ancient man walked out of a cave and he's like, oh, there's a saber toothed tiger. He's cute. Let me go over here and get an apple. Okay, we wouldn't be here. So,
4: uh,
3: (laughs) yeah, plenty did. Yeah, Yeah. the betas. Um, I'm getting a sigh over here. Well, there's a saber toothed tiger there. But um, so this is why news sells fear all day mm-hmm. long and the weather channel yep. if you turn on the weather channel you, you'd be convinced there's a tornado two blocks down the street mm-hmm. and this yeah. this fear so you will pay attention and that's all they want is you paying attention once you figure that out once you figure out the matrix that this thing on my wall is trying to scare me and fill me with blue pill stuff and just to circle back to someone like jen Saki from something else the marriage industry in the u.s is a $57 billion a year industry. And if you don't think they're putting a message out to plug you into uh, giving them some of that money, then you're still plugged in.
0: the the whole uh, diamond thing, you know, the um, engagement Three-month salary. Yeah, like, you know the story. They started with, like, you know, the marketing team was like, well, let's tell guys, you know, to uh, spend three months of their salary on a diamond ring. And then they were so shocked that that worked so fucking well back in the day. They're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's tell these idiots six months now. And like guys spent more money, right? And it's like yeah. there's there's no critical thinking anymore. And it's like we have know, entire whatever. holidays for yeah.
5: marketing. Sweetest Day was made so that the chocolate companies could get a boost in revenue. So they literally made up a day mm-hmm. and it's still being practiced today. You know, like, exactly. and, yeah. you know
3: you know to spot my house on saint patrick's day it's the only house that's not covered in green crap <laughs> <laughs>
4: every yeah, holiday.
3: Says, shiver me and four leaf cl- i'm done with it mine's the only one
4: good yeah well this is a drink too like uh, most holidays are excuses a drink
3: true. yeah and over and overindulge and behave in blue pill lifestyle that's it, it uh, yeah. you, once i i think you reached peak unplugging when you just start noticing every holiday as a bunch of trash marketing yeah, sure for people and it's literally you can spot the plugged in people in your neighborhood in your society they change what their house looks like every holiday and it's become more and more holidays like you would think if you were an alien and you dropped into this planet you you would think Cinco de Mayo was a holiday for drunken white chicks you
0: would not know it has anything (laughs) to do with Mexico dude I have have a theory about this this is a little bit off topic but I have a theory about this I mean I started to notice this, you know, just around the holiday times where you'd see p- people spend a lot of money and, and time, you know, for example, like around Christmas, you know, decking out their houses with lights and icicles and spray, like all this shit. Fucking light shows going to music with disco balls and laser beams and all this shit. And like when you take a look at them and you know the couples, you start to realize something. These people aren't fucking. That's why they have all this time to do all this shit. Like all yeah. these guys on the panel right now, we don't put up all this bullshit around Christmas time.
4: I don't even have. I haven't had a Christmas tree in like a decade. Like since I left home, I've never had one. Like yeah. if a girl well, I mean, brings it's... a little baby one, like like a little cactus with like, a little you light. But like it. run
0: out to the store and like you know, suck back those blue pills and plug in the lies and get all this shit and get that shit and hang it up and you know, like a week later you have to take it down.
4: Holidays are times to travel for me. Yeah. Like that back when it was on the salary days, going back to that. Just point, have somebody like, oh, else three day week if you like the
5: way it yeah. looks.
0: All right, um, we got a couple call-ins here. We got our buddy, uh, the younger guy, Chase, that had the T problem. Before we switch over to that, I'm gonna pay a few bills here and run a, a quick two-minute ad insert, so just stand by. This episode is brought to you by The Unplugged Alpha Supplement Line, Grondike Soap Company, and Chad's Face Scrub. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll wanna use The Unplugged Alpha Supplement Line. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients and unlike cheap supplements from China and plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine-disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is an easily digested bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by their various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders, or just use coupon code Alpha10 for 10% off a one time order to try it out. Men, I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine-lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Gentlemen, my go-to face scrub to keep this manly face clean and clear is Chad's. Again, it's incredibly important to me to only use products with all natural ingredients without nasty chemicals that disrupt male hormone levels or convert to estrogen in your body. And unlike watery scrubs that slip between your fingers, this thick face scrub with black lava sand gives you powerful results in one go. Visit GetChads.com and you'll be redirected to the Amazon store. You'll get 10% off when you use coupon code GetChads10. You can find all the links I've just mentioned pinned below in the top YouTube comment. If you want to learn more about why I endorse these natural products to my audience, search on my YouTube channel for an episode I did with Dr. Anthony J titled, Playing to Win Number 21, How Estrogenics Make You Fat, Sick, and Infertile with Dr. Anthony J. Let's get on with the show. Oh, I love that. It makes my job so much easier and I can just focus on shooting the shit with you guys and doing what I got to do. All <laughs> right. My private chat was lit. It's a good yeah. segue though. Yeah, all right, so we got uh, Chase here, and let me grab his um, do, do, do super chat, because this was the younger guy that uh, had issues with testosterone and vitamin D, was it? Chase, what's up, buddy? Can you hear us okay? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, just uh, turn up your volume a little bit. You're real low. Or just or get up close to your, your microphone. Mouth. Yeah. All right, so, so uh, what's going on? You said that your T and your vitamin D was low, and you've got... uh. Where was it? There it is. Doctor says my T and vitamin D levels are normal, but I can't get it up in bed without Viagra. Practically no libido, low motivation. I'm 22. Shouldn't be happening at 22. So height and weight? 6'3". I'm
6: fluctuate between like 210 to
0: 15. So. Okay, so you're thin.
6: Yeah.
0: There's okay. something wrong.
5: You need to go to an endocrinologist yeah. and figure out not a regular doctor, someone who specializes in endocrinology. Possibly a urologist with an endocrinology background. You should not have be having low T at 22. I mean, there's no amount of no fapping, sunlight, butthole, vitamin D, sniffing stuff that Hold you can do that will change. You know, that's gonna take <laughs> about, you at 22. What about sunning your
0: butthole with energy crystals? Bro?
5: Okay, well, energy crystals the butthole. All right, so the, All right. if that's a, energy but, crystals, where do you get those?
0: But I mean, like back to the serious <laughs> yeah. thing. So yeah. So like, what are your T levels and your vitamin D levels right now?
5: Okay, so the
6: vitamin D, that I, it says ng/ml. slash ML, I'm assuming that's nanograms. So it says 34, and it said on the website, on my doctor's website or whatever, it mm-hmm. says normal levels are 30 to 100.
0: Okay, so I'm like on so the low end of that. Okay, and so then, you're at the bottom of the range. Of average yep. range
6: of average range. <laughs> and then for the for the test, they don't use like the nanograms per deciliter, like I hear you guys talking about all the time. It says. PG slash ML, so I don't know what that is, but 96.6, and the standard range says 46 to 224. Where do you live? Uh, Pennsylvania.
0: Sorry, and what was the range? What was the number in your range again?
6: Did you say my number or the?
0: Yeah, the testosterone number.
6: It was 96.6. That's mine. And Yeah, he and wants to see what percentile that? you're in.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean...
6: It was a range
0: chase. Oh, sorry. It was uh, forty-six to two twenty-four. Okay. And what have you done to try to get your levels up higher? Like, are you taking a vitamin D spray daily? Uh no. This is okay. new to me. All right. So here's, I mean, like, Paul's got a point. I mean, you you probably will get some value out of going to endocrinologist, but I mean, if you haven't maxed out in like the like the main starting points, have you read my book? Because I got a chapter on boosting your testosterone yeah, in there. Okay, so you read the book about what it takes, but you haven't started to add vitamin D to your to your protocol yet. So you're not doing it.
6: Yeah, this is like
0: within the past week or two. Okay, so okay, take some time for D to build up the system.
1: Well, I would would say, I mean, you know, it sounds like your issue might be on the more like psychological side of the equation. Just because, I mean, you know, I've known some guys before that. You know, had a couple of times where right, they just weren't in the mood or the vibe, so they took like a little right booster to help things out, and then psychologically they kind of got a little bit dependent on that, and so that was a bit of a process for them to like kind of undo it. So it sounds like your issue, right? If medically everything is checking out and you're doing what you're supposed to do, you find it could be a bit of a psychological dependence on um, this type of thing, like you know, not to get too personal, right? But you know, (laughs) there there could be other. Well, he's a non. Listen how Viagra works.
0: So ask him uh, so ask him whatever chase um yeah. has it always been like this for you or is it just recently
6: well it's just recently because i lost my virginity recently okay so
0: everything so, okay. okay. so, so, so 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 everything worked when you lost your virginity but performing no, after that oh it didn't okay no. do you wake up with morning wood no no you know, this was, is a medical to thing that's what I'm trying okay to say. Yeah, so but. okay so what else have you done to try to boost your testosterone levels
6: well, okay, so I originally started taking, I bought the Alpha T, and I took it for a few days, and then I was like, I had a the doctor appointment scheduled, and I was like, well, I'm not going to stop taking it because I want to see what they are without uh-huh. any supplements. So okay. that's what the levels are. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't really started doing anything about it yet.
0: Okay. Just... So, so, I mean, like, if you can just follow me here. So first things first, get yourself a gym membership and do heavy compound lifts. Squats, deadlifts, bench presses, stuff like that. Okay, stuff like that will get your balls working. You'll start pumping out some more tea. You'll also look more uh, attractive to women. You'll obviously be more confident. You know, you're gonna have less anxiety when you look good. So pick up heavy shit, put it down, one. Two, um, make sure your diet's sorted, dude. Like if you're eating shit, like do you eat clean food or do you eat shit? Eat.
6: You're not a well, vegan, to be right? honest, I eat shit, yeah.
0: Okay, so mm-hmm. you know what to eat. Like yeah. eat. Eat smarter. I mean, if you look at a, a package and you can't pronounce the shit that's on the package or if it comes out of a freezer and you have to microwave to eat it, stop eating that shit. Okay, so there's right. so there's diet. Um, sleep, how many hours do you sleep every day?
6: Um, normally, like 7 to 8.
0: Okay, well, that's not too bad. Is it is it good restful sleep, like it's deep sleep? Like yeah. you feel rested when you wake up in the morning?
6: Yeah, like I normally go to bed at like um, 11 and wake up at 7.
0: Okay, but, I mean, like, you're not getting any morning wood. Like, you're not getting up in the morning and you can't take a leak because your dick's admiring the chandelier or something like that? No. Okay. No. Um, so, yeah, definitely you got to do those things. I mean, if your sleep's fine, so it's diet, exercise, and then if your vitamin, so you live where, in Pennsylvania? Yeah. And you're not taking vitamin D right now? Uh, no. So the DK product that I have in my supplement list, it's got 5,000 IU of vitamin D, but you also need a vitamin K infused with that, which most people miss. The vitamin K keeps um, calcium from forming in your arteries. And by the way, I mean, you've got arteries and blood vessels in your dick and you forget calcium, you know, calcifying there, you're not going to get proper blood flow too, right? So if you take... so. Anybody listening right now, take whatever vitamin D product you want, but make sure that you add a vitamin K to it as well, like the N- the MK7 variant, which is built into this product over here. Make sure you take a, a vitamin D product. You want about probably five to 10,000 IU a day. 10,000 is totally fine if you live north of the tropics. Okay. Paul?
5: Yeah, I'm just going to say I keep coming back to the fact that you're 22 years old, and I don't know the... The measurement. So, how did you get that test done? Did you go to a doctor? Did you mail something? Do something? From blood the internet? labs, right? Like they, yeah. like they took yeah, it. Wonder, out here. Yeah, it was blood labs by a doctor. Okay, yeah. okay so a doctor did it or whatever, yeah. but it's just a regular doctor. I don't see. I, I go on the other measurement system, so I'm not really sure what that means or looks like. But if it's low, uh, and you're not getting, you know, erections, and you're 22 years old you really got to see a urologist and make sure you have to rule out that there isn't some cal- calcification going on, some circulation issues happening or some hormonal issues actually happening with your body that these other measures still do everything Rich is saying, mm-hmm. but don't do that and not go see a doctor because of the age. If you were 38 years old, Hey, these things happen, but you're not, you're 22. And that's what makes me think, you know, you, you want to get it checked out, but make sure that the guy knows what he's doing, right?
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't go and start adding um, exogenous testosterone to right. your lifestyle right, right. now because you're agreed, 22. yeah. Yeah, like and I'm not saying. Sh- I'm
5: not saying do that, you know. Yeah, like your
0: ball should be <laughs> yeah. working. So I would. Right. So I would give it a good three to six month run, eating better, making sure you're picking up heavy shit, putting it down. Make sure you get restful sleep. Take the right supplements that support testosterone production. Do that for three to six months. And then go do another blood test with a regular doctor and see if the levels went up, see how you feel, see if you got morning wood. I mean, those are usually the main indicators, right? I mean, if you're not waking up with morning wood, you generally have low, yeah. low T, right? Yeah. And, and I'm not I'm saying so get like, on
5: TRT either, just just, just to, to clarify. I'm not saying go to the doctors to get drugs, Saying, go to the doctors to get checked out for your yeah, health because there may be something going but I mean, he's on. He's not even doing the basics for
0: health right now, right? Like, right, if you're not lifting true. weights, if you're not eating properly and yeah. not supplementing, like, you need vitamin D to make testosterone, yeah, right? Like, right. Yeah. you can solve a lot of these basic problems just by taking the right supplements, eating properly, mm-hmm. and fucking lifting weights. Yeah. There's some at other 20, behaviors at,
4: that. There's some other behaviors that will shut you down too. So any weird kind of elimination diets, veganism, vegetarianism, pescatarianism. You need um, you need animal fat sources to synthesize the hormone naturally. Um, any like ex- excessive pot use. You like need if you're alcoholic drug addict. Um, you need any, cholesterol like, in your wanking, body to
0: yep. make testosterone. So so eat eggs All in the hormones, morning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like whole eggs, yolk, white, everything. Yeah. Like you know, and see then, if you can slam okay. back like five or six eggs daily. That's really going to help with testosterone production because it comes from cholesterol. And then yeah. Chase, you
4: sound kind of you sound kind of skinny based on your stats. But I was going to say, any younger guys, like especially athletic guys, like kind of guys that are more into the fitness type scene. Um, I mean, if you do any like kind of steroid cycles or anything, if you don't do proper post cycle therapy, that'll shut you down too. Especially when you're young. But it's but if you don't have any of those behaviors, I'd take Paul's advice and you know definitely go get it checked out.
3: Yeah, because at 22, you should be running around like a Jack Russell in a dog park, man. Yeah,
4: yeah. right. That's my concern is the age. Even with the, yeah, Even with those behaviors, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Like, you should still... Like, yeah, that's what like, I know. Opposite I, problem. I know like, I'm, like, not lifting
6: weights, so and my, my diet
4: isn't, obviously, ideal. But
3: that, how much TV do you watch a day? Yeah. How much TV? Tell um, me, yeah. Or, what or is you, what is your di- Or gaming, or screen time.
6: Uh Screen time on my phone. I'm not sure. Be...
3: No, no. Just anything. What does your day after work involve every day when you get home?
6: No,
1: do you not, live a badass lifestyle?
6: Thing. But I, I get home at like eight, nine o'clock normally.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, even with uh, my uh, shitty diet and not lifting weights, I feel like I should, I should be able to get it up in bed at 22. No man, I, I, like
0: like bad lifestyle choices compound and they add up and they're gonna fuck up your ability to like, you know, perform sexually or even have like a good libido. So it's like you get I mean if you're a guy and you wanna live a good life and you wanna have options, and you wanna be able to exercise those options when you have the opportunity to you know to do that, then you gotta take care of yourself and you can like you can't eat little or eat shit and and not stress your body. Like you have to stress your body, right? right. I'm like the whole point to heavy compound lifts is that is that's what forces your body to repair itself and it activates the most muscles possible, which means your body's going to say, okay, well, we need some more testosterone here and your balls start pumping it out. Right.
1: Right. Getting laid should help with that too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but yeah, there's, well, you're going to have a hard
0: time getting (laughs) laid if you're not getting it up and you're not, you know, in good health either. Right.
1: And it could just be also too like part of that, right. Anxiety around it could, um, you know, not facilitate right because that's uh, a lot of the guys that i work with that are younger um yeah. a lot of their performance issues come from again just being more on like the late bloomer yeah. side of the equation yeah so. but i mean like we
0: all have like anxiety issues when we first start dealing with women but you shouldn't have issues where like you like you can't take a leak in the morning like i remember when i was like yeah. 22 i had to do like a handstand to take a piss because my dick was looking at the fucking stucco the whole time and i couldn't get it down right it's like you know, like 22 is it is like the year to like wake up in the morning with a rock hard boner all the time, every day, all day long sort of thing.
4: Yeah. Most anxiety when you're that age is like you're a little too soon to finish the race, if you know what I mean, because you're just too excited. Yeah.
0: I I would also stop taking the Viagra and shit like that because, I mean, your body's going to start getting used to it and it's going to get way too conditioned, way too young. Try to try to deal with the problem of getting the testosterone levels up like you'll know it's at the right place and things are working properly when you wake up with morning wood wit for sure
6: right yeah i i definitely don't want to be taking pills for the rest of my life so i was just wondering if there's if i should go talk to somebody else versus or just other than my family doctor uh, well yes yes <laughs> yes <laughs> but,
0: yes but do the work first right lift right. weights get a gym membership eat properly make sure you get the right supplementation that, that you know that's going to support testosterone production do all those things you know, for like a good three to six months. And if, you know, the numbers come back again, shit, then go see an endo- endocrinologist yeah. and see if there's something else because it might be a thyroid problem. Like family doctors don't really know what the fuck they're doing, to be honest with you. And They're drug dealers. Yeah, and there's a lot of like, you know, components to the male endocrine system that make sure that you're living properly in a nice optimized body. And, and it can be more than just, you know, testosterone. I mean, you could have, uh, you could be estrogen dominant. Your thyroid could be fucked up. I mean, there's any number of things right. that may not be working.
6: Okay. All right. right, dude. Thank
0: you. All right, right, man. All right. All right. Um, I thought we had, uh, Oh, 50 shades. Sorry, bud. I pulled you out. I didn't realize I'm like, how did I go from six? (laughs) Um, you know what? We're at the 90 minute mark, so we have to start wrapping up, but I think we covered a ton on this one. Did you guys have any closing thoughts on any of this stuff or the caller for Chase?
3: yeah said everything in they say, just
1: get a voice quite a bit, yeah, yeah, don't freak well, yourself out, you
0: know, yeah, I mean, like when it comes to stuff like that, it, everybody's like,', oh, you know how do I get a solution to this problem? It's, okay, well, here's the work that you needed to do, you know, did you do it yet? Well, no, well, start there,
5: yeah, I mean guess that's one thing, it's like no one is even going to a doctor, which is something i I, I urge him to do and do it, no one's gonna do it for him, like the doctor either doctors probably not going to know right away is going to want to write They're, they're going to take him two to three months possibly to figure it out where he should be doing all the things right. you're telling him, Rich, you know? Yeah. So, yep. I mean, that's the thing. It, it's, it's, you have to take responsibility for your health. Nobody else is going to do it for you.
4: Yeah. The doctor's you know? not going
5: to just write you a script for T right off the bat. Either they're going to try no. other things to restart you naturally, especially at 22. And if he does, you, you probably should question that doctor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah um ira says should i sleep with my roommate what do you guys think yeah you should tell totally yeah is a cool dude you should Doing do it, it. <laughs> and then if sure. you're it's it's a dude you should I, sleep with them I, yeah. why do i always get the feeling that like whenever these things pop up like should i sleep with my co-worker you know what do you guys think it's already happened and they're troll, just looking yeah. for you guys to fucking approve it <laughs> S- go for it um okay so I don't even new neighbors yeah okay so let's sure. do, make this the last question tonight so sleeping with a roommate <laughs> I'm assuming it's a dude and she's a chick. Would oh. You guys bang a roommate?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Sure I mean, it's... Not right, you like, Yeah, better have an exit strategy when that thing blows up in your face. Go ahead. Yeah. Or when she brings other guys around and they're
4: losers and you get and you get attached, that can yeah. happen too. Unless you really don't care about her, then she'll get attached, and then when you bring girls around, that'll cause drama. That Doesn't sound like fun way. yet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you're basically. It's like banging like a coworker. Bang her friends. Yeah. 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 After you or bang her mom. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean the thing that most know. guys do is they <laughs> is guys like to go for the low hanging fruit. The roommates, the coworkers, the single mommies, like just, you know, whatever's easy, you know, whatever's around and available, right?
1: Well, I mean there's there's like a way to there's a way to play it, but it's like where exactly are you, right, in your level of right, player dumb. In your uh, lease. Whatnot. Yeah. Because um, you know, like you asked me this question right ten years ago, absolutely, like no way. But you know, if you ask that question now, it's like I mean, I'm hooked up with two of my next door neighbors. Totally fine situation. It's great, and you know, life moves on. Yeah, so, as
0: long as it doesn't complicate your life. i mean, no, just make not sure you don't complicate your life. But if you're like a couple of 22 year olds or something like that, and you start banging, I don't know, man. All
3: right, or right, she's in baby rabies zone between 28 and 32. No way.
5: Yeah, um, I should see if bad. you. Yeah, oh, yeah see okay. if you get her pregnant. See if yeah. that'll work. <laughs>
3: Yeah, lived yeah, should we live together? I should like to wipe her, her up. I should like a little How there?
2: Always the answer. Wipe her up. Wipe her up. That's it. Do wipe it. her up before you sleep with her. Boom.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Paul is. I need to put a uh, ticker down here. Uh, Paul
4: recommends wiping up <laughs> <so>. roommates. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dot
5: com. Is it up.com. Go to my new yeah. site. Bro, teach my for five ninety seven. I'll teach you how to wife her up real quick. Yeah, that's good. I can lean into my sarcasm.
1: There you <laughs> go, it works out Paul. Paul, Paul, is is a, up the bang.
0: Paul is sarcastic. Just you know, just so you guys are aware, if you're not yeah. familiar, hashtag just,
1: not financial advice. What? Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, guys, yeah, let's yeah, wrap it up. It. <laughs>
0: Are you guys going to do um, a stereo show? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, go to the stereo show. at um, So go to stereo.com or just download the app and search for Moff Show. Uh, Moff and Jaron, don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you briefly after the show. So okay. go to the stereo show in like 10 minutes just so we can have a quick chat. See you guys later. Have an awesome night. Make See sure you guys. You, uh, hit the like and check out everybody on their respective. Well, you know where to find Moff because he's got his thing up. Renegade Wingman, where's the best place for people to find you?
1: Uh, find me on my website. You can email me or on Instagram.
0: Cool. And you got Apex Mindset. You guys know where to find Paul. He's also on YouTube. And Jaron is also on YouTube and uh, Instagram. And he does uh, one-on-one coaching. You guys can catch up with Moff and Jaron on Moff Stereo Show in a, a bit. Yeah.
4: Just find me on Instagram. That's where everyone finds me. No one goes to the website or finds me through YouTube. Go 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 to Instagram. I'll reach out to you directly, and we'll yeah. get you what you need.
0: Yeah, if you want to see what a good Instagram looks like for a guy, like a good uh, example, like I use you yours
5: in my, as an example a time, Jaron. <laughs> I wonder about, all, right all the followers come from because yeah, when yeah.
4: I don't I don't do any live streams and I get like batches of followers. I'm like, oh okay.
5: Yeah.